honor it is to be here on a special day called Mother's Day. And to all you ladies, just let me say happy Mother's Day to you. I know this is a busy day. I know you have activities probably planned for your mother. So I'm going to get right into the Word of God. And today I'm going to preach a message for mothers. Uh, that is something that I don't get invited to do very often. And so it's not one of my rip-roaring messages that I usually do. But I want to honor you today on this Mother's Day. So I'm going to get right into the Word of God and then we'll, we'll see what the Lord has to say. And we will let you go to your activities. If you have your Bibles or it will be on the screen, you can go to John chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. John chapter 2. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there, were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And when the rulers of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worst, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here on this special day. And Lord, we ask that you would bless every mother that is in this building. And Lord, you know every situation. You know there's some here that may be struggling or going through circumstances. But Father, you know that and you are more than able to meet their need. And Lord, we ask today that you would just anoint me to speak this word that you have placed in my heart. And we'll never fail to give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. We ask these things. Amen and amen. And just for a few moments, I would like to speak on my mama made me do it. There are women who give birth to a child and they call themselves mother. Sometimes that does not quite work out because of situation and problems and circumstances. They are some people that don't have relationships with their mothers. But then there are those mamas. Mamas are those women 
that know how to nurture a child and thank God for true mamas because most of us would not be sitting here right now if it wasn't for your mama. Some of you have your jobs and your positions in life because mama forced you or maybe not enforced you but encouraged you and pushed you. Mama may have said you're going to take that choir class in high school whether you want to or not. Or you may take that position of drummer or whatever mama would have liked for you to have played. And because mama gave you a push, it excelled you to where you are now because there's something special about a mama and what a mama can accomplish Jesus was at a wedding with his mama and his disciples in Cana of Galilee. Cana is not a really special place. There's no temples, there's no synagogues, there's no Pharisees, no Sadducees. Actually, it's called a dry, barren land, and here they are having a wedding. And during this wedding, how many knows we all strive to make a good first impression? When we go, you go for a job interview, you're going to put on your best clothes, you're going to put on your best and fix yourself all up because you want to make a good impression. After all, if you don't get a good first impression, normally you can forget about the second thing that you're going for. But here's Jesus at a wedding, and it would have been a whole lot if we could have said, oh, there's Jesus who raised Lazarus from the dead, or that's Jesus who healed the blind man, raised the dead, caused the crippled to walk. Oh, that's Jesus. What a good first impression that would have been. But we find here in this story on his first miracle, you never really hear a whole lot of people saying, oh, that was Jesus that turned water into wine at Cana. Why? Because first of all, Jesus really didn't want to do it. His mama made him do it. They are at the wedding. There is a problem. In those days, it wasn't like today when we go to church, we walk down the aisle, we get married, we have a reception, and we leave for the honeymoon, and then life goes on from there. No, this was a seven-day event that took place. And they weren't no church-going people. They were there to party. They were there to eat, drink, and be merry, as the old saying goes, because it was a wedding. And if for some reason the bride of the family of the bride could not fulfill all of these things, it was considered a disgrace. So here they are in this wedding. And while they are in this wedding, there is a problem. They run out of wine. Now what are we going to do? I don't know what Mary's connection was with this family at Cana, but evidently they must have known her to invited her and Jesus, and Jesus brought the disciples along, and now there's a major problem. The wine has run out. Major embarrassment is about to happen. But Jesus, being the mama who she was, goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, They've run out of wine. Jesus says, woman, what's that got to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, see, their culture was different in those days than in where we live right now. Because in Kentucky, if Johnny come to you 
And you said, Johnny, take out the trash. And if Johnny looked at you and said, woman, what's that got to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Johnny would soon realize how quick his hour had come in Kentucky. Because we would SOS Johnny probably. And if you don't know what SOS is, that's spirit of slap. And told him to get the trash out. But that wasn't the culture in that day and time. In that day and time, woman, what does thou have to do with me? It was actually, it was a polite, kind, respective expression. Because in John 19, 26, we see that Jesus used the same term while he was on the cross. Woman, behold your son. However, the phrase follows, what does this have to do with me? It was also a common expression. See, Mary had birthed Jesus. The angel had come to Mary and told her that she was blessed and highly favored of God and that the Holy Ghost would come upon her and overshadow her and she would conceive and bear a son and call his name Jesus. He was the son of God, but she was still mama. Mamas has a say-so. And when mama speaks, we better listen. E.F. Hutton ain't the only one with the ears to listen when mama's speaking. Mary knew who Jesus was. She knew there was something special about him. After all, aren't our children the most special one on the planet? It don't matter if, forgive me, but it don't matter if they're ugly as sin. We still say they're the most beautiful baby ever born. You know them you look at and you got to say, oh, bless their heart because you don't know what else to say. But mama, there's a love about a mama that is so special that she loves unconditionally. She loves her children no matter what they do, no matter where they're going. Mama loves unconditionally. And aren't you glad that mama has a spirit like God that loves us unconditionally? He doesn't care how far we've went. He doesn't care how bad we've been. But he still loves us unconditionally. And he just says, all you have to do is come unto me. Now Mary knew there was something special because she had born the son of God and she knows there is something in him that he has not fulfilled yet so when Mary goes to him and she says they have no wine and he says well what's that got to do with me it ain't my time she does not listen to that she looks at the servants and says whatever he says do you do it she said I ain't just speaking to him I'm speaking to you and mama says you're going to do it so therefore you're going to do it and the good advice is whatever Jesus tells us to do we need to obey whatever he says no matter what it looks like no matter what it sounds like how crazy it is we need to be obedient to what the voice of the Lord says I was in a service one time and I was praying for this young man I had no clue what was wrong with him and I was praying for this young man and I just moved on and all of a sudden I noticed this action going on well when action's going on I want to be in the middle of it and I went over there 
And this young man was legally deaf, could not hear. The Lord opened his ears up. And he began to hear. They were chirping like birds all over the sanctuary. And he was picking it out. They got him up on the platform. And he was still pointing. Then they began to do it. And he couldn't hear it anymore. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go up there. Now, this sounds really crazy. I do some crazy things sometimes. But I do obedient to the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, I want you to stick each finger in his ears. I thought, well, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard in my life, but you're the one talking, here I go. And I went up there, and I told the young man, he was, could read lips, and I told him, I said, I'm going to obey the Lord. And I said, he said for me to put my fingers in your ears. And I said, and, and, uh, I said because he touched you, he healed you a while ago. I said, but if you'll remember, when he prayed for the blind man, he asked him, could he see? He said, yeah, but I see men like trees walking around. Jesus prayed for him the second time, and he could see. So I, I did what the voice of the Lord told me to do, and I prayed for that young man, and the Lord opened up his ears, and miraculous thing, he, he heard, he's still hearing today, he's pastoring a church in Somerset, and he asked me to come and preach, and he told me one time, I began to question, and I thought, Lord, I know you opened up his ears, what happened? What happened to the young man was he told me. He said, you remember when you prayed for me and my ears popped open? I said, yes, I sure do. He said, then do you know how that I couldn't hear anymore? I said, yes, I know that too. He said, do you know why that happened? I said, no. He said, the reason it happened was because I stood there and I said to myself, could this have really happened to me? And he said, when I questioned it, he said, then my ears closed back up. He said, but God came back the second time, and he touched me. And he said, had you not been obedient, it wouldn't have happened. He said, I would have never heard my baby's first cry when it was born. He said, but because of obedience. So see, it doesn't matter how crazy it looks. When God tells us to be obedient, we need to be obedient. Because if there is no obedience, there is no miracle. I'd rather it look crazy and get a miracle than to be disobedient. So here Jesus is. She says, hey, whatever he says, do it, do it. He tells those servants. He says, fill the water pots up with water. Well, they wasn't no water hose back then. They had to go, no telling how far, and get buckets and bring them bucket by bucket and dip from a well or a stream and carry and fill up those jars. And it would have took a lot of trips. But whatever he says, just do it. We need to be like that strip on that Nike. You know, just do it. A good mother. Here's because why. Why were they to do it? Because mama said so. A good mother will teach her children how to pray. From the time they are born, we need to start teaching our children how to pray. Well, how do you teach a child that can't talk? Because they can hear and every time we hold them, when we get ready to put them bed, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. When they get older, they will, you know, I've seen two-year-old kids repeat that whole prayer before they go to bed. I've seen kids, small kids, uh, get ready to eat their supper, and it's God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. As the older they get, the more they will learn to pray. 
my daughter, my, my granddaughter, she'll be 20 tomorrow, but this was about when she was six or seven years old. Her mother went to the door. Her mother always prayed over them kids before they went to bed. She said, Mom said, I was walking through the house one day and I heard a noise coming from, we call her Gabby. He said, well, I heard a noise coming from Gabby's room and said, I walked to the door and said, I could hear her praying. And she cracked the door open, not wanting to disturb her, six, seven years old, sitting up in the middle of her bed with her legs crossed like an Indian. And she was sitting there, and her mother had her phone with her, so she started videoing it and sent me the clip. And I, when I got the clip, I couldn't help but let tears roll down my eyes because here is this six, seven-year-old child sitting in the middle of the bed, and she had really got to praying by the time Mama got the phone out. And she was sitting there in that bed, and she was saying, God, I want your Holy Ghost shield all around me. All around my family. I don't want no devils in my house. God, I want your Holy Ghost shield. And I began to think on that. And I thought, how many times has the Holy Ghost shield showed up on their behalf and kept things from happening all because a mother had taught their child how to pray and a child knew how to call on God. It's the importance that mamas teach children how to pray. I remember a time when my sister had a, she was a diabetic, she had a bad heart attack. We went up to Marymount Hospital at that time. That's what it was called. They said, we're flying her out to Louisville. She was bad. We didn't know if she'd be dead or alive when we got to Louisville at the hospital. And when we got there, uh, they had her on a ventilator, and they ran tests. And they come out, and they told us. They said, she may have six days, six weeks, six months. Said, but she is said there. There's no hope for her. Her heart's damaged. Both of her lungs are damaged. She cannot be on a transplant list because she is a diabetic. They took my sister off of the ventilator, and when she got to where she could talk, the doctor had give her the bad news. See, you need to know how to pray when bad news comes on your doorstep. Because all it takes is one thing to happen, one bad phone call, and you need to know how to call on Jesus. Because after all, if you need comfort, he said he's the one that would send the comfort and not leave us comfortless. When we're in pain, when we're in heartache. I love the old-timey song that says, I can call on Jesus anytime. Oh, yes, I can. Because he is always on the line. See, my mama went to glory 25 years ago I can't go visit my mama today but guess what my mama taught me as a child how to pray my mama taught me how to call on God and another thing all those prayers that my mama prayed is still in operation today mama may be gone but her prayers are still lingering her prayers are still working therefore it's important does your children hear mama pray does your grandchildren hear mama pray? We don't need to call our children brats and heathens. What you call them is what they'll be.
ever since my grandchildren have been born and I hold them in my arms, I call the boys mighty men of God and the girls mighty women of God. And now once 22, 20 tomorrow, 18, 16, 12, and I still call them mighty men and women of God. Have taught them how to pray. Jesus tells them, he says, obey, do whatever he says. They go and they get 120 to 180 gallons of water. Now, how long would that take? It wasn't an easy task to fill those up because they couldn't just do it the easy way. But they get the water. And after they get the water, then Jesus says, take it to the governor. And when they take it to the governor of the wedding, he is amazed. And he calls for the bridegroom. And he tells the bridegroom, he said, I don't know what's going on here. He said, but you have saved the best for last. He said, most time they start with the good stuff. And then when people get tipsy, they give them the worst. Just so the party can keep going. He said, but you have saved the best for the last. You have given it. The, they wanted to know where it come from. The servants knew and Mary knew because a good mother knows how to acknowledge Jesus Christ. Mary knew where it come from because she knew he was the son of God. She knew she's the one went and told him to do it. So therefore, Mary knew exactly where it came from. But he said, you have saved the best for last. Because see, when we give ourselves to God, we have given ourselves to him, and he gives us the best that he's got. And can I tell you that from the time we serve him, that our latter is better than anything we had in the former because he is God. And because I can tell you, the best is still yet to come because the trumpet's not sounded. He has not come, but the best is yet to come for those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and the trump of God sounds and we make it to heaven the best is yet to come all because mama said so mama knew she knew there were, that he was the son of God let us not forget who he is today let us not forget his goodness and to give him the praise that he deserves because there is nobody that can do for us what Jesus could do for us. Could you imagine being Mary, the mother of Jesus? Wow. Watched him do all these marvelous things. But guess what, Mary? He said he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. If we're a mother, he has blessed us with a child. He has blessed us and equipped us with something in our possession that we are to nurture. That we Listen, it's good to push your children. It's good to push your children in sports. It's good. It's good. Let them little girls go to ballet. That's good. Push them to excel to their highest limits. After all, I wanted my daughter to be more than I was growing up. Then I found out she wants her children to be more than she was growing up. So each generation should push a little bit more for theirs to excel to the highest limit. 
but let's not get so sports-minded. Let's not get so ballet-minded or whatever the sport or whatever your child may be into. Let's not get so wrapped up that we can't have a balance in it and forget about God and teach them the ways of God, teach them how to pray. Yes, let them do all of these things. I'm all for it. I go root them at the game if I knew where it was. It's good to cause children to excel, but not to the point that they miss out on knowing who Jesus is. A parent should never send a child to Sunday school to learn about Jesus. If that's the only place they're learning about Jesus, you've missed the mark. The Bible says, when you're in your home, sitting around the table, well, that's pretty much out anymore, ain't it? Most times you can't even get them around the table. Johnny's eating in his room. Susie's in her room. You can't get a family together hardly anymore. The Bible says when they're together, talk about the Lord. Talk about the goodness of the Lord. Talk about his mercy. Talk about what a good God he is. If you can't get them around your table, get them in the car, lock every door, roll up every window. Say you ain't getting out till we get done because mama said so. We're going to have a come Jesus meeting right here. We're going to have a little talk with Jesus. You know, that song's got a lot of meaning to it. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He hears your faintest cry, and he'll answer by and by. That means he may not answer right when I want him to, but he'll still answer it. But a mama, a mama knows how to pray. I believe with everything in me, even though the church people were so kind to me, and even though the church people, and I believe they agreed with my mama in prayer, but I honestly believe with everything in me that when I had four-stage ovarian cancer was a dying woman, I believe it was the prayers of my mama. Because, see, when a child is in trouble, something in that mama kicks in gear. She becomes like a roaring lioness that says, you ain't messing with my baby. See, some of you need, they sung the song a while ago about authority. Speaking authority and miracles happen. Some mamas need to take some authority and say, this ain't happening to my baby. This ain't happening to my child because this mama is going to stand in the gap until God answers. Mamas, I applaud you today as they come to the music. I applaud you today. True mamas, there's nothing like them. Yeah, some wants a name, but they want to throw their children out to the wind. To me, that's a name only. That's not a real mama. A real mama is unconditional. You may have failed, you may have faltered, but honey, it's all right. I'm still praying. There's nothing like when I was a little girl going to bed at night, and I would be in my bed. 
and I can hear my mama pray. I heard her call out all of our names, all five of her kids she called with their names. See, those of us that our mothers have went on would just love one more time. Just once. To hear mama pray again. To hear mama call out her child's name one more time. But the best is yet to come. Because those of us that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, saved and our name written in the Lamb's book of life, and our mamas have went on to glory, we will. We will. I cherish every memory today. Yes, I would love to call my mother. Yes, I would love to take her out to dinner, but I can't. So therefore, I will cherish the memories that I have of my mother. But I will rejoice because it ain't over. There will be a day when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rises. I will see her again. Yes, we have mixed emotions on this day for those that have, their mothers have went on. I celebrate you that have your mothers. That's the greatest gift. And you, listen, you won't know what a gift it is till they're gone. And that's sad. You'll never know the treasure you got until they're gone. But can I tell you today, don't wait till then. Don't wait till then. God's given you. I can look around. I see kids sitting with their mothers today. God's give you precious gifts. And he's equipped you because a lot of, I've heard a lot of women say, I don't know if I can do this. Listen, there's no manual. I wish there had been. There's no manual on how to raise a child. But I tell you, the main thing they long for is love. If you love a child, everything else will fall into place. I celebrate you today. All you wonderful mothers and grandmothers that God has richly blessed your life. Let's not forget the spiritual mother. See, there may be people, there's people in here that teach you Sunday school classes. Spiritual mothers, they may have never had a child on their own. For some reason, couldn't have a child. But yet, they choose to teach children. They pour into them. They pray with them. You know what that is? That's spiritual mamas. And there's nothing like them. They encourage you. They pat you on the back. Keep on going, baby. Just keep on going, baby. Listen, I love it when women that's older than me comes up, pats me on the back, says, Sister Sue, you're doing a good job. Keep on going, baby. That makes me want to go that much harder. But today on this special day called Mother's Day, let's give God the praise for our spiritual mothers, our mothers, and for what he has done for us. And today my prayer is that God would bless you. 
like he has never blessed you before. That if your heart is broken, that he would mend it. That if you need a way made, that he'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Because he cares for us. He cares for us. You know the best gift you could give your mother on Mother's Day? Oh, it's nice to get the flowers, take out to dinner, buy special gifts, special jewelry, whatever. But you know the best gift you can give your mother? Is if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, You wouldn't believe the prayers that your precious mama has spent praying for you. And there's times that you should have been taken out of this world. But because of a praying mama. Because mama was praying when you was out doing whatever that should have took you out of this world. The angels of heaven came and stopped between you and the circumstance because mama was praying. No better gift to give mama on a Mother's Day than to let her know her prayer has been answered. Even if your mama's went on, you can still give her the best gift ever given by accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's no big program to accept the Lord. He said, if you believe, if you believe that Jesus died, buried, rose again, today he's in heaven, and confess with your mouth, Lord, I have sinned against you, and I want you to forgive me. And you believe that, and you confess it before God. It says you're saved. Kindergarten kids can do that. I don't know why us adults have so much trouble sometimes. That's as simple as it gets. On this Mother's Day, if you're in here and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, we're going to invite you that today would be the day that not only you give your mother a gift, but you give your own self to give, which is called eternal life. Your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that something happened today, you are on your way to heaven. No questions asked. The assurance. I know we have a little bit of a bigger crowd than we did at the 845. But I want to do a special prayer today since it is Mother's Day. And as you stand, if you're physically able, I'm going to ask mothers to come. I'm going to ask their children's to come with them. If your husband's here, he can come and stand behind you. This is See, this is a good opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, nobody's really pointing you out right now. You just come in with mama. And guess what? I'm a mama. And this mama's saying, don't put it off any longer. Don't waste any more time. Because we never know when time is up. So as you come today, if you don't know him, why don't you just try and be the best thing ever happened to you?
make mama proud. Make mama proud today. But make heaven happy. Because the angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner gets saved.